0: Today's episode is a doozy. I was joined by one of my dear friends who is one of the most successful coaches that I've ever known in my entire life, who also has made more successful coaches than anyone else that I know in my entire life. And this episode is loaded with nuggets. And here are some of my favorite lines, takeaways, and things to get your brain ready to go. Are you a life artist squeezing every drop of juice out of every moment? Do you run a church like a gas station or a gas station like a church? Uh, what is business really about and what does it mean? Would you be able to take your business, take your family of six and visit 40 countries in 40 months while running your business profitably? He did. How he was running a webinar against a wall with bullet holes as his boat was pulling away. How his woo-woo dream created a massive company. How he made the mistake of getting two puppies at the same time with the female one pooping on all of his stuff because it's asserting its dominance over him. Uh, The three things that are required to create an idea or a movement in your business, which is make it up, make it real, and make it recur. How your marketing will change more lives than your coaching ever will. Give in public, ask in private, the rules of making it up to make it real, and a German word that I can't pronounce that is a guaranteed compass for success. So there's all that, plus plenty of laughs, and he even shares his screen and maps out models. So if you're listening to this, I'm going to highly recommend you go find the video version so that you can see him mapping out and sharing the frameworks for you to break it down and to apply all of this into your business. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good, because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes, guiding you home, giving the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius, so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. This is an episode that has been long overdue and one I should have hit record on about 20 minutes ago, since we were talking about experimental drugs and being forced, but we'll leave that for a later conversation. So today I am joined from the statue of David from Australia. We got a father, a husband, and he's the Bruce Lee of the entrepreneurial world. And he's actually just somebody that's very near and dear to my heart. We've had a lot of conversations. We have a lot of mutual friends. I appreciate the fuck out of how this man shows up on the planet how he shows up with his family, how he shows up in the world, how he shows up for entrepreneurs. And quite frankly, I know about a hundred of the people that are in his world personally, and they all yeah. have incredible things to say. And so I had to, without further ado, have the incredible Taki Moore in the show. So Taki, welcome to the show.
1: Dude, thanks for having me pumped. Also, thanks for being one of the few Americans who doesn't call me tacky. I appreciate
0: that. <laughs> like tacky, like a thumbtack, like tacky.
1: I get okay. that all the time. I-
0: this is my lack of college education and high school doing me a favor and yes, not knowing 100%. how to properly pronounce, you know, American Drashed things with cash. Yeah, I got it. I got it. And the Boston accent in me, you know, the old days probably lends itself well to saying talky. And now I I'm don't. like in my head and I'm catching yep. it. I'm catching good. it. Yeah. I, I love start
1: it. to be here. I, uh, I don't know how the hell we originally met. I think maybe someone introduced me to your Facebook group and I joined it and I got like a personal welcome message. I'm like, this guy is
0: not fucking around.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. pumped, dude. Absolutely stoked. I had
0: no idea what we're going to do, but I think it's going to be fun. I know. I love it. I love that. Like you don't do shows and it's been a while. I'm like, no talky. Like, it's just what I'm like, we would break coffee. We get on video calls. So I was like, let's just do a live. It was, I think it was sharpen. And then i i actually remember because I knew you and I knew so many people in your programs and everyone's yeah. like, you don't know talky, You don't know talky, You don't know talky. I was like, well, I know of talky, but no, I don't know talky, And then I did what I normally do. And then we hit it off right away and I was like, oh, I love this guy. So it's it's great. And so with that, though, I would actually love and and I I hate the boring part of this, but it's it's way better when you tell it. You have such a breadth of knowledge and experience as an entrepreneur. I am in love with you tech wise, like you're like my tech husband and crush. And we have so much stuff that's out there and you've been in this game for a long time. But can you give everybody kind of like a background of like who you are today, but how you got here?
1: Yeah, can we do the fast version? Because I hate the talk yeah, about. Yeah, like myself. one
0: minute, like two minutes, yeah, maybe, right. maybe, maybe, amazing. Yeah. No, fast. So, uh, oh,
1: all right, bullet points. Here <laughs> we go. Uh, wanted to run a, wanted to run a leadership, tr- like a personal development program for school kids. Didn't know crap about business. Knew about kids. Thought if I could find a business coach to coach me for free for the kids, I could learn some stuff on the go. Uh, got hired by this dude to be his marketing guy. Uh, turned out I was pretty good at it. Um, None of the stuff they taught me worked, so I figured it out. He went from like one guy and four clients to a team of 13 and I was the marketing dude. Uh, Grew that, lots and lots of fun. Left to go do the kids thing. Worked really hard for four years. Had an amazing time. Kids would chant my name. Ta-ki, ta-ki. When I got to the front door, it was amazing, uh, but not super profitable. Um, Turns out I liked working with kids because I thought kids were easier. Turns out adults are just kids with better excuses. And so now I apply the same kind of skill set, jazz hands to business coaches around the world. We're famous for getting people to a million bucks a year and beyond. And uh, six kids, Ethan, my son uh, has got cerebral palsy and autism and epilepsy and a few things and uh, spent a bunch of time in, in hospital. And so pretty early on, like right at the start of this business, we wanted to build it in such a way that if we had to like drop everything and be at the Westmead Kids Hospital and keep the business running, we could. So we never did like, We kind of kept the business light and agile. Upside of that was fast forward to, he's 21 now, um, fast forward to when he was like 17, we decided life was a little bit boring. We wanted to go traveling. We spent three and a half years traveling all around the world with me, my wife, and three or four kids, depending on what month it was, 40 countries in 40 months, time of my life, and the same freedom that got us, you know, took care of business hospital side, took care of business, traveling the world.
0: Is that right? love. Uh, that's that's perfect because now we just get to be ourselves and like we got the yeah, pleasantries too. out of the way and everybody Thank has a you. little bit of context. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's so funny because I've I'm like the opposite. I in the last twelve years I've done over like three thousand interviews and I was laughing the other day because I've never listened to another one and everyone's like, "Do you remember what you used to say?" I'm like, "I can still tell you verbatim my scripted answer for who I am and where I came from." Like, oh, five I've never done minutes, that. Like. Like verbatim. And it wasn't it wasn't intentional, but it was so just like boom, 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 boom. And it was super disconnected from really where I really was. It was like this position. And then now everyone's like, Who are you and what do you do? I was like, Well, today, uh, I've been a good husband. Uh, my kids are yeah. really happy with me. I made a few people a couple of dollars and I haven't burned my business to the ground. So I'd say like it's a really good day. Yeah. And they're like, That's what you're gonna give me. I'm like, that's all I got for today. That's that's it. They asked so, me to write a
1: buy and the I was speaking at some conference. they like, give us a bio. I'm like, oh, dude, bios are so crap. You just say whatever you want. And they're like, no, we need something. I'm like, father of six. What are those? Father of six, scaler <laughs> of coaches, lover of tacos, I think was all they got. I was like, that'll yes. do Yes.
0: Yeah, it's just funny. It's like so funny you say that. I just gave a keynote in Tennessee and there was an MC. He's like, how do you want me to introduce you? And I was like, "Um, you know what? My buddy Brian's here. I was like, Brian, will you do my intro? And he's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, what do you want me to say? I'm like, whatever you want. And he Hardly. just goes up on stage, and I was like, and like, he's like, this is like the biggest walking liability. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you, this is the best intro you could ever give yeah, me. Yeah, like, 100%. So real, 100%. so ready. So before I get into like business questions, because I have a sure. few of them, but I got to know what was your absolute favorite country and why?
1: Oh, I mean, there's probably three. Can I do three? I'll yeah, make them five. Uh,
0: your rules, your game. Thanks.
1: Yeah yeah okay give me one i'm trying to limit my potential um three if there's three countries i could go i'd go back to tomorrow i'd go back to japan i'd go back to croatia and i'd go back to morocco oh, and the okay. reason i loved all of those countries is because they weren't like japan i don't know if you've been but it's not like a foreign country it's like a foreign planet it's like it's super immersive and weird in all the right ways uh morocco uh we stayed in the old town marrakech and it's sensory overload, like the smells are different, the colors are different, the sounds are different, uh, super, immer- anything that's like fully immersive. And then Croatia, we went to by accident, meant to go to Cuba and they had a, a hurricane or a tornado or whatever they call it. And so on our way there, we were like, where should we go? And I just asked Facebook and someone, someone said, oh, there's this great couple that does like sailing cruises through Croatia. It wasn't on our top thousand countries to go to. We've done it. Five times now, two weeks on a boat, I just get to live like a pirate and on the last day coming back, I never want to come. I'm like, what are you doing next week? Can we just keep this going for a while? And they're like, no, we've had enough of you. But I'd go back to those places in a nanosecond.
0: Wow, that's incredible. I'm like the opposite. Like if I was on a boat, I'm like, give me land. Give me like no. solid ground. I was like, I, I can't, I can't. You so like you life, love the private right?
1: life. Like I love variety a lot, but there's a, like, there's a rhythm to the, like imagine you're two weeks on a boat. Every, uh, you wake up and you're docked at some village in the middle of the Adriatic. You get off the boat in the morning, go for a quick walk, grab a espresso. Coffee's usually bad, but that's okay. There's two or three good spots. Get back on the boat at eight o'clock. Everyone's got a job. So the kids are coiling rope, like it's called cheese. You gotta roll it in a certain way. Everyone's got a job. Sail for like 45 minutes out of, out of the harbor. Find a secluded bay with nobody there. They drop anchor. We swim, they make breakfast. Jump back in, uh, sail a little bit more. Find a lunch spot. We swim, they make lunch. About three o'clock we're in the next town. They tidy the boat. We go explore the town dinner in town, sleep on the boat, do the whole exact same ritual in a whole new place the next day. It's kind of magic.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'd i say that's magic. It's way better than like the sardine can experience of like 6,000 people on a boat. Oh, and no, 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 so, yeah, cruising is. Yeah, you got to remember like my experience was when I was in the military. They're like, hey, you're going to go on this mew and you're going to live in a ship with a bed that has three feet a vertical space, six feet wide, two feet wide, and that's your home for the next six months. And I was like, oh, I'm injured, or I'll go to Afghanistan, or please send me back to Somalia because I am not living in a tuna yeah, can. In, like,
1: this is different. No, this no. is like, this is very different. It's not that. It's a sailing boat. It's beautiful.
0: I love it. I love it. And then how, I, I like, I love it. You said something in the in your very short intro, but I think that this is super powerful because I get asked this question a lot. I see it all the time. You built your business like agile and location independent. And yeah. for those of you like, don't know, I, I won't share, but like giving context, like you run a massively successful company and at any moment you can pick up and go, you can pick up and adjust. You can take calls on a boat or in a town or do that. What do you yeah. think? So my is favorite like,
1: was on that boat. Yeah. Running a webinar in some little town that's got bullet holes in the wall from the war against Serbia, I guess. And I'm standing on the you know, on a yacht, they've got like a swim platform that drops down. You can jump off. So I'm standing on that with uh, my iPad on a seat and my phone on a stick. And I'm doing this webinar. And then we get a call from the master that some 50 meter yacht, like sailing, like charter boat is coming in. We've got to go. So I'm like, but I'm in the middle of this thing. So we literally just sailed away and my feet are like, water's washing? It was the it was magic. Um, you can do a lot with a phone on a stick, dude. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so I used to travel with all of this gear, like a, you know, a laptop and an iPad and a phone. And then I'm in the jungles of Sri Lanka and the computer dies. There's a long story, but the, the, the computer's out. I'm like, that's fine. I can run it off of this and that. I'm gonna be golden. And then we're in the Philippines two weeks later. There's no Apple store in Sri Lanka. So I've got these two things in the Philippines. And my daughter and I are watching videos on YouTube about how the iPhone 10, I think it was at the time is waterproof. We watched four videos to make sure. We jumped in the pool and it died. Instantly, I'm like, crap, at least I got an iPad. <laughs> so then I'm in bed at the hotel room watching The Blacklist and, on Netflix or something, and I'm like, I'm a bit hungry. I'm gonna go see if I can find some chocolate. So I go to the, the store, and I get one of those, top, you know, those Toblerones? Yeah. a Toblerone. Yep. So I, I, I walk back to the hotel room, and I've got my iPad, the hotel room key, and the Toblerone, and I fumbled. Everything drops, and I saved the Toblerone and smashed my iPad. I was like, oh, wrong choice. Should have saved the iPad, probably. But it uh, turns out you can run... Yeah, you can run your business from a phone, just fine. It's kind of special. Yeah,
0: and, and I and I love that too, because I, I get this all. Like, I'm the same way. Like, I, here's what's funny. Like, I'm an overpacker now, because I feel like the older I get, the more I need to stay healthy and happy, like supplements and toys. But yeah, yet yeah. the last three trips, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm going to go give the keynote, but I have all this downtime. I'll bring my camera. I'll I'll shoot some like good stuff, some like good reels. And then I oh, get totally. home and I realize it never came out of the bag. And I was like, oh, so I just carried this extra suitcase for this good That's intention a test, that isn't I it. Work.
1: It's like the last time I went, like, we, cause we're leaving for LA tomorrow for 10 days. Yeah. Um, I mean, exciting, not exi- exciting, for me. I haven't left the country in two and a half years and I miss it. But I, like yesterday I'm packing uh, cause we've got a house in Noosa. I'm like, what should I bring? I'm like, nah, we're gonna go back to a phone on a stick. And so I've got my phone and I've got my stick and I'm stoked. I was like, it's gonna be light. It's, it's great.
0: Yeah. And, and I, and I think I'd love to hear. So you, you have a, a lot of experience. You have a lot of coaches in your world. You have a lot of people that you interact with. And yeah. I feel like one of the things that I've seen, cause I've been doing this for like 21 years and like 12 directly in entrepreneurship, but yeah. I just see this direct line of correlation of like overcomplication, and then affecting the business. And what I love is when you say like, Oh, you can run a webinar on the back of a boat against a bullet torn wall in Serbia as the You know, 50 meter knots coming in, and I can be in the jungles of Sri Lanka. And you do it; it's so funny because in most of our industry, everybody's teaching complicated, complicated. Add this, this step, this tack, dude. I'd love to hear you. I mean,
1: mean, you're in a great studio with buttons and lights, and so am I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is home, Uh, and I would give it all away tomorrow for the chance to be back on the freaking boat or in the jungle in a nano, like in a nanosecond. Um, COVID was good for us. Save some money on events, bought two amazing houses, cool. But I would drop it all to have a backpack and, a, and like just light. So you're right. Like tech-wise, you don't need all the stuff. Um, I think there's like an incremental scale. Like if you go like how much of, it, how much of a difference it makes, how much it costs or the other, whatever. Like from here to here, that's, that's big. Like you kind of doubled your goodness by going from a crap phone to a good phone or from a phone to a... But the moment you go from like a $5,000 camera to a 10,000 or a 50, like nobody knows. Nope. Uh, and so yeah, you don't need any of that crap. Um, but the truth, the, the same, same is true for not just like tech, but like systems and funnels and all of the stuff. Um, like what does it really take to get to a million bucks a year? Like one target market, one product, one way to get the leads, one way to sell them and a year to tweak. And like, that's it, it's simple. And so often the like the, the secret to getting someone to a million bucks a year is like, scissors, not duct tape, like what can we prune? Um, complex fail, simple scales. I think that's the
0: the yeah, most concise I, way I've thought about it. I had a call with somebody earlier and I was like, he's like, I want to scale. I'm like subtractions, the secret to scale, not addition.
1: Ah, dude, that's genius. Not this addition. should be on my show. I don't have a show yet, but if I did. Yeah,
0: we yeah, but we could we can talk all the time. I mean, I'll come in on any of your calls. I'll just talk customer journey all day. Subtraction all day. equals scale, like ready, ready to go. But I also love too is like, what it sounds like, and this has been something new to me. My move to Montana, my entrepreneurship, like mm. I've done it all. I've made the millions, I've lost them. And now I luckily changed who I was to keep them. So like, we're a lot mm. better, you know, now mm. without myself. Sabotaged. I haven't done that but, yet.
1: Uh, my secret to keeping them was like, I make it and my wife keeps it. And that's a good deal. Well, that's so our as rule now. As I now, keep her, we're in good shape.
0: That's our, That's our rule now. But in the beginning, I was like, oh, I'll make it. And then I'll just go on full tilt emotionally, not think I deserve this. And then do everything to break what's working and then very quickly she's like i told you and i was like oh yeah so i don't even have access to my bank accounts like i'm not joking i don't know the logins i'm handed a credit card and it said this is what you use it for and then about once a quarter either her the bookkeeper the accountant talks to me about co-mingling and kicks me in the ass and they're like oh you've actually been really really good but george that new sniper rifle that's not a business expense i'm like but i posted a photo on instagram (laughs) (laughs) And, and they're like you're pushing the boundaries but but i love it but i the reason i'm saying that is because like what i love hearing you talk about you embody it this passion this this vigor for like life is your priorities are straight it's life Mm. first and business to support the life but one of the things that one of the things Uh, that i see so much even
1: knowing that sometimes you accidentally forget it and you end up like uh eli wild said something on facebook a couple of weeks ago smart dude And he said, uh, what you allow, you choose. I was like, oh, shit. And I realized I'd allowed some stuff that I hadn't consciously chose, but I'd allowed, which means I chose it to continue. And so as soon as I read, I'm like, oh, all right. I've allowed this and this. We're going to change that back to in line with what we really want. I think that's important. Um, It's too easy, dude. Like, it's too easy to let your own ADD or everybody else on social media tell you the way. I think that, like, the magic is just listening, is like actually tuning into what you want and doing that.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think with where we are, like, looking back, like the amount of people we coach or experience we've had, everybody that is quote unquote successful in my book has always found that either the easy way or the hard way. But they always come back to that. They always come back to that.
1: Yeah. And by the way, dude, we got two puppies about four months ago. Every now and again, they're going to bark. I can't do anything about it. I've tried. So you're good barking. I've worked.
0: We we, do you know how many episodes my five-year-old has run it? he's like daddy daddy i know you're recording a podcast and i'm not supposed to interrupt you but i'm going to talk to you anyways and i tell my team i'm like don't edit that out just leave it it's like all it's either all of me or none of me this is our show like this is it this is life what kind of what kind of puppies uh two border
1: collies uh brother and sister tactical error i'm regretting it big time dude i'm like (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not just regretting it because because they bark a bit like that or cuz they want like one of them is really good, Leroy, his sister Lenny, she's naughty. And she just like she likes to poo in the house, but mostly in my spaces, so like my bedroom, <laughs> my bathroom, my office, my gym. And she just does it and then she just looks at me and like, hey, "Gotcha." So partly because of that but mostly because i'm just excited about getting back into the in the into the world and nomading again kids are like at an amazing online school business is super flexible and remote and i've got these two little furry anchors holding me back
0: i i can see that and and i i empathize we have 7 horses and 3 snakes okay and so the snakes are easy cuz they can live in their cage and i can be gone for 2 months they're fine horses yeah, right. not 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 so much so yeah yeah, no. yeah i I'm like, at least yours fit in a crate. Uh my crates cost a couple thousand dollars a month for them to fit <laughs> in So do. yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I'd take 100%. I I take the dog poop and the dog psychology as it's trying to assert its dominance over you in your space and yeah. pooping in yeah, every you live. Lenny's
1: giving me all of the subliminals. <laughs> yes, I just shout in your office. What are you gonna do about it, big guy?
0: Huh? Huh? Oh my god. I love it. I love it. So When, when you think about this, like I know there's, and and here's the thing, I know my audience so where they're going to be like, wait, how does this guy run a company his size? And then in a moment's notice, he just picks up and he's so flexible and so done and so ready. Like when you started, so actually I'm going to go all the way back to like when that guy hired you for marketing, were you already interested in marketing or was it something that by being thrown in that container, you realized like you loved and you were excited about and you just thrived in it?
1: Yeah. Uh. No, I I was excited about it. Um, Yeah. When I was 17, before I went, I went to Brazil when I was 17. Okay. Before I left, I got into my dream university course, uh, industrial design. My uncle Rolf was my hero. He's a designer. So I got into this course. The moment I saw my name in the thing, I was like, oh, yes, but I don't want that. I just wanted to be like Rolf. So I deferred, like I put it on pause for a year and I went traveling for a year, went to Brazil. And, uh, a year later, my mum calls me. I'm in Brazil at the time. Mum calls me, and she goes, "Hey, I've got to, got to tell them what you want to do for your course tomorrow. What do you want to do?" I'm like, "Well, I don't know. It's like 11 o'clock at night. Tell you in the morning. Call me first thing." So I fall asleep. This is probably the most kind of woo woo thing I've ever done in my life. I'm like, "Hey, if there's something I'm supposed to do, just tell it to me in my dream tonight." What the hell do I know? I was tired. Middle of the night, no word of a lie. Business administration. I hear it. I wake up. Anyway, mum calls. I do business administration, marketing my uncle Brian, who's in Perth on the other side of a street, kind of like LA to New York distance away, I guess. Okay. Here's I'm into it and he's had a business for ages and he sends me this crate, like a, like a chest full of his old books and tapes, not CDs back then, but books and tapes and manuals from all the seminars he's been to. And I just like, I'm geeking out hard. Like it's Jay Abraham and it's um, uh, Michael Gerber and it's, uh, anyway, a bunch of dudes, and I'm just like obsessed with learning. And I just like, I found like a thing that's super exciting to me, and I just nerd out super hard. And so then I was into that, and I was fascinated with this coaching idea. And then I got I got offered a job as the marketing manager for the world's number one business coaching team. That's what it said on the dude's business card. So I'm like, this is going to be awesome. Swanky office overlooking the harbor. So it's some dudes ha- some dudes apartment, and my office is the dining table, and my tech setup is a Yellow Pages a uh, spreadsheet and a phone, and I get given a, a binder with 74 pages of script for one phone call. And the problem was I had the script and it was like, uh, black was my words, blue was their words, and red was like, if they say this, go here. But like, they didn't have the script. So it said they were supposed to say, that sounds great, Taki, sign me up. And they never said that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I've, I've, I've been fascinated by like marketing and coaching for a, a long ass time. Two thousand and four, I think I might have started.
0: Ah, uh, wow. okay. Yeah, long time. I was uh, I was deployed to Somalia in two thousand four. Okay, well, that's because you were a
1: real hit. man, and I was a kid <laughs> who had a yellow <laughs> pages and a telephone as his toolkit.
0: So, uh, actually, I actually want to know this. So, like, when you started getting into it, you have the script, right? And they and they hit a, a no go, right? They didn't respond. Did you just talk it? Did you just take it over and just like go? Well, so personal, here's what happened. Like
1: what you- Our job was to fill, dude, wanted to run a little workshop. Uh, I think like, um, maybe 12 or 15 business owners in a room for a two or three hour intro night. That was the goal. So I get the script and I get the call and I'm ringing everybody. And I got like 16 business owners to say, yes, I'm coming And And it was on a Tuesday night in, in the, the legends room of the Balmain tigers leagues club, which is, do they have like an RSL club, like where veterans go.
0: Uh, they That's do they do yeah it's not a real popular thing though so yeah yeah oh, we have the VF. Yeah. here but there's gambling okay, there so it.
1: people go there for gambling anyway
0: yeah
1: um so we're running this thing and it's so it's i've got 16 people booked in and it's friday afternoon and david my boss goes uh hey can you call everyone just to make sure they're coming he's like what because it's his first one and it's like all right so i call them all and i'm like i need a reason to i can't just say hey you're still coming that sounds weird he goes so we'll just check catering requirements. I'm like, but we're not even catering. It doesn't matter. I'm like, all right. So so I call these dudes. I'm like, do you have any dietary requirements? There's no freaking food. And they're like, yep. And you know when to come and I'll see you there. 6.30 registration for seven o'clock start. No worries, perfect. So we go to the weekend, happy. And over the weekend, he's like, stress levels rise again. And Monday morning, he's like, I just need you to call everyone again. I'm like, all right, but I need another excuse. Parking and directions. I'm like, okay. So I'm I'm calling these dudes for parking and directions. Anyway, so I have to call these guys three times and they're all like, "Yep, we're coming. 16 businesses, is gonna be great. Maybe 20 people. Uh, so I've called them three times. We get there and we set up the room and this little room full of like rugby league players, photos on the walls. Cause it's a, Balmain Tigers is a sports club, And uh, so I'm like, it's already at six o'clock and he's inside the room pacing up and down and the tables are all set, herringbone style or whatever it was. And at 6.30, I'm there for registration, like me out the front with the name tags. And, and nobody's there, I'm like, oh shit. And he pops his head out, where are they? I'm like, I don't know. You said they'd be here, I know, they told me that too. We're like yelling at each other. And like nobody shows up at 6.40, no one's there, 6.45, no one's there, 6. it's like six, 6.57, two people come. And one of them is my best friend who comes for moral support and one's an actual real prospect. So now David's got this super awkward position where he's got a room set for 20 and there's two. And he's like, well, do I sit down? At the table around them or do i like stand up and present and so he's doing this weird like the whole it's just super awkward one of them became a client and turned into like amazing things but like afterwards i was like what is going on here and i just i just remember going huh if i call them it's easier for them to say yes just to get me off the phone if they don't want to come so i've got to figure out how do i get them to call me and that's how the whole that's how the obsession started like how do i do this and then i found a dude called perry marshall uh, I think it was probably the first, uh, probably, yeah, maybe Perry Marshall. And I just like adapted his stuff for our space and it worked a treat. It was like super old school dude, like faxes and yeah, and direct mails and all this. It was like very pre-internet. Um, it's good anyway, yep. figured it out, got this guy to like a big, big business, 13 coaches and a big team. And then one day after Easter, they, we all walked in and he's like, does the, the vision board org chart of how things are going to be and he's like telling us to like pick where we want to be in this whole like and I was sitting there going yeah I don't I don't think I want to be anywhere on your org chart I think I think maybe I'm done because after four years it was I'm like super grateful I learned heaps every single day it was like a seminar like they they had like 14 points of culture I can't remember all of them but like but they call you on your shit every single day it was it was an amazing spot to be
0: wow wow so what is it that like you have this like spark and zest when it comes to like marketing and people. Like, what is it that you love so much about like marketing? Um
1: oh, dude, I love the I love two things. I love the creativity, like the thinking yeah. about like angles and hooks, and like like big fan of Dean Jackson. He's one of my favorite humans. I just like is I incredible. love the way Dean's gone. If it was one person, what would I say? And then how do we scale the one? I think that's just like, I love that. So I I love figuring stuff out. Uh, Frankly, I also really love collaborating with smart, like I've got a handful of really smart people in my world who I jam on this stuff. Like we've got in our marketing team, we have like the core, which is like the weekly client machine. We we run the hundred lead bundle. We run the weekly client machine. We run the million dollar workshop and like we've got a system and it just runs. It's awesome. It's good. It's done. I'm not excited about it it, because I'm excited about the results, but not excited about the thinking about it. But so that's the core. Then we've got the lab and I love the lab because the lab's like, all right, I've got some time. I got some budget. I can do whatever the hell we want. It doesn't matter if it works or not, but if it does, it's going to become something in the core later. I love the the gap between making it up and making it happen. The making it recur. I'm not excited about it at all.
0: The gap Um, between making it up and making it happen. I love that. It's so, so
1: um, in full credit, I interviewed, uh, we had a, a woman called Shannon Waller who works at strategic coach. She was my coach for mm-hmm. a few a couple a year, a few years back. And they've got this like project triangle that I don't know if it's part of their IP yet, but it certainly will be. And if you just go, Hey, I've got, you know, usually there's three roles in the business and we get frustrated when we're in the wrong roles, make it up, make it real, make it recur. And so if there's people in your business who go, hey, I've got this idea and they're excited about it, they are probably make it up, uh, make it real person. And the people who are like, no, you're fucking with my system. they are probably make it recur people. Uh, and there's no value in making it up if you don't make it real. Uh, but like that side of the triangle, make it up, make it real. I froth on that. Yeah. And then once it's done, the two last steps on the project, you know, handover sheet that I fill in when I'm working on, you know, with a team on a project is uh, figure out how to make it recur and Taki's 100% not involved. Um, yeah. Taki is my favorite person on the team and uh not gets lots of jobs
0: this is this is literally like why we get along so well because we're identical I do we actually
1: registered not we we're talking about URLs before we started recording NotTaki.com is one of my favorites it's yeah yeah you know, it's a sidekick kind of virtual assistant trained up in our stuff uh person yeah it' was good
0: I love that I love that so of all of that like I'm actually super super curious of the the make it up to make it real. Like what's yeah. one of like your favorite ones that you made up? And it was like a smashing success.
1: Oh man, there's heaps. The, um, I got two, uh, yeah. but I you can, you one. can share
0: as many as you want. Okay. I'm not limiting so your potential we, Taki
1: say again, Don't limit my I'm not potential, limiting you your might. potential. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, you've got color coded glasses and aura rings today. And I'm just like mesmerized by the whole vibe that's going on right now. Uh, so we invented this thing last year called the weekly client machine. And it's like, a at its basics, there's two parts. There's a content plan and a really simple funnel. Uh, it allows you to do amazing content across all of your channels. It's like gonna invent it once. And it goes to Facebook email, Facebook group. YouTube, Instagram, all the places probably TikTok, but I don't really know what I'm doing there yet. So I'm sure it does, but I don't know. Um, and so what I love about it is it, it takes about 40 minutes a month to plan the month's worth of stuff. And in terms of Taki time, 15 minutes a week to, to shoot one live video on a Thursday and, uh, to the things, just a machine, like Mm. it's an engagement machine. It's an opt-in machine. It's a call booking machine and it's generous. Like I, the thing that I thing that I feel really strongly about is that your marketing will probably change more lives than your coaching ever will. And that part of that is about, you know, audience and reach. But I think it's really important that you're generous with your stuff. I remember reading in, um, I don't know if I've got it here, Rework, a book by the Basecamp guys. Uh, they had a, a it's basically two page chapters, super good. And the chapter was called don't outspend out teach. I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, that's me in a nutshell. So the rule for us is give in public, ask in private. And so there's never like buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, discount, deal, promotion, it's always give. And then an ask happens in private, usually by email, uh, which is one of the things we both nerd out hard on. Um, so weekly client machine is crushing, uh, and now it's, you know, our job is to kind of Figure stuff out. And by the time we're at like version, I think we're at version seven of it right now. Uh, we've got some two upgrades to make for version eight. But once we figured it out, we test it with some clients, and once it's working for them, then we can roll it out to our client community. And uh, we built a mm-hmm. uh, a CRM for our clients to implement our stuff. And it just pretty like, every time we figure something out, we can go, da-da-da-da. Oh, and if you check your account now, <laughs> all of the templates just magically land in their thing and they're like, oh. so that's fun. Um
0: I I love it. I have a, I have a follow-up question to that because I, I think there's two very important things that you said in there that I, I don't want to skip over, but I'm, I'm innately curious. What is your metric or measure where you look at of like, make it up to make it real that you give it the idea or understand that it's going to have legs to like put it out? Like what's your validation process or what do you look for to test it before it becomes iterative?
1: Uh Ask me that again. I think I got it, but I to
0: ask me like so I'm a six-year-old. Got it. Yeah, that was a. I, it's also nine o'clock at night in my world. For everybody wondering, because Talkie's in Australia, and I wanted to look his best, and so I look tired, and he looks handsome. So yeah, we're dude. good. But pink ho, pink covers right my, back, yeah, of my eyes. The yeah, yeah, they're both right. We we actually we had a Facebook message about how much we, we could fit this much handsome on a call, and we're we're doing incredible. But the internet the might break it. when this thing comes out. So. So one of the things that like I like to look at, like a lot of my decision of like make it up and then am I going to apply it is based on my intuition. It's like, I want to do this. So no matter yes. what, I'm yeah. going to give it legs. And I'm like, I'll, I'll try this. I'll go here and I'll give myself a container to put it into. Like I can give it X amount of energy, X amount of effort. And then get yeah. it going. Like, do you have a, a unit of measure? Because you're a master of like systems, processes, and, and things like that. At least that's what it looks like for me on the outside. I'm glad, I'm glad
1: the vibes I'm giving off are giving you that impression. Yeah. So, oh, I love um, it. A couple, a couple of rules. Uh, number one, every project in our world gets six weeks tops and there's no extensions. Um, this is a great book, dude. I don't know if you've read this, but I think you'll froth. It's called Shape Up by the guys at Basecamp. Uh, it,
0: I have it. I, oh, yeah, no, I have that one. So
1: six week cycles is how we run our business and client businesses. Six weeks is long enough to ship something in the world. Short enough that you can't fuck around. 90 days sounds fine. At least for me, I've got ADHD. I can't do anything for 90 days in a row. Six, six weeks is perfect. <laughs> um, so first, first rule is it get six weeks. Uh, number two, um, we've got two kinds of projects in our company. Uh, we've got, for want of a better word, we've got projects, which might touch multiple departments, they're really hard for me to mess with because it messes up people's lives. Yeah. Right. So if it's a project for me, I'm allowed to do like, pretend I'm wearing the marketing hat, it's not my full-time gig, but let's say I'm wearing the marketing hat, I can do anything I want in marketing as an experiment, as long as it doesn't change how we sell or how we deliver. So as long as it's scoped good, then, then, you know, automatic blessing to do whatever the hell I want. And, uh. If it's bigger then every six weeks, uh, after six weeks we have two weeks of what we call cool down, which is where we kind of pause and we reassess and we figure out that we don't have like a 13 year strategic plan. I don't know what I'm going to do next year. I don't even know what I'm going to do in three months. It's not, I'm not there yet. It's May right now. I love that I had to look at the clock to figure yeah, out. What I month love it
0: that was. you had to look to
1: figure out what month it was. <laughs> Uh, So it's May right now. And because it's May, I'm doing what's in this six-week cycle, which is called Dubai. Next six-week cycle, I'll have a different city name. And in the two weeks before the cycle starts, we'll figure out what we're going to do and test. And so every we don't have like a backlog of all the stuff that we're going to get around to. That makes you feel guilty and overwhelmed. If it's still important in six weeks, we'll talk about it then. And if it matters, we'll pick it. And that's kind of how we do it.
0: I love that. Well, what it also feels like too is that it keeps your – your finger more on the pulse of what's current, like what's happening. And it allows you to pivot and stay agile.
1: So the Germans have got this amazing, amazing word. I don't know how to spell it, but it sounds awesome. It's called Fingerspitzengefühl. And it means fingertip feel. (laughs) And uh, there you go. You learned something new today, bro. You're welcome. I did. I did. Fingerspitzengefühl. Say that three times. Um, Fingertip feel is really important. And uh, I've really battled a lot internally this last year about you know, we make grown up business money, and we so we're supposed to run like a grown up business. And I just don't want that, man. I'm like, um, we got a bunch of friends who are really good at operation the operation side of their business. You know, they were like daily huddles and weekly this is and quarterly that's. And I'm like, dude, ugh, I don't want to do any of that. Um, I love jam sessions. Like, if you and I were putting our head together on some email strategy or a customer lifecycle strategy, that'd be fun. But if we had to do it every Thursday at nine thirty with seven other people who aren't relevant, this is kept me out. And so I've been trying mm-hmm. to figure out the, the operating system that feels more like a pirate ship and less like the Navy. And I, I, think we're kind of a long way there. We're not there yet, but we're in process. Nothing wrong with the Navy. Navy's awesome. You think, think about like how the Navy seals run I on to run like that. Um, more pirate ship than, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. I love that. The can you, can you. For everybody listening, can you pronounce that word again, please? Pirate ship. No finger feel.
1: Oh, fingerspitzengefühl.
0: Okay, cool. I'm gonna have to Google that and figure out. I'm gonna have to take like some enunciation lessons. I love it. That's Just Google booster.
1: fingertip feel German, and I'm sure it'll tell you how to spell it.
0: I love it. Well, like that, I love that's it. nice
1: having like, uh, a, like I'm very kinesthetic, and like having a like a finger on the pulse. What's working? What's not? What do we want to do? These are all of the options. we got this super simple process, dude. Um, Let me, can I share a thing real quick?
0: Yeah, yeah, you can share. And for those listening, he's sharing a screen uh, and you'll be able to see when you go watch the video. So yeah, please. Yeah,
1: 100%. Let me find a page. (laughs) I bet after all that, I don't even have it here because I, let me just draw. Yeah. So you come up with a bunch of options, right? Can you see this?
0: Yep, I can see that.
1: All right, bunch of options of things you want to do. And you've probably already figured out, like, what's the problem you want to solve? Is it like a lead gen thing? Is it a lead nurture thing? Is it a conversion thing? Is it a delivery thing? Is it a resale thing? Is it a profit thing? Like, you just look through the business and go, where's the weak spot right now? And then we just, like, each of these ideas lives on a card. What's it, what's the strategy? How much money do you think it'll make us or save us? What are the key steps? How much work's involved? Blah, blah, blah. And then we just bang it onto a simple grid, dude. And we go, um, if this is... I'm gonna use pink in your honor. If this is impact, you know, high, medium, low. And this is ease, like, is it gonna be easy to do or hard to do? Again, high, medium, low. So we end up with this like grid, right? And we take our cards and we go, hey, I've got, I got six ideas, and we just figure out where they live. Well, obviously, Nobody wants a low impact, hard thing. So that's off. And we, we aim to lean up here and we call that the big easy and dude, like the big easy is kind of a little bit magic. Uh, and so out of all the things you could pick, let's, if we're going to bet six weeks on something, let's bet six weeks on something that feels like it's high return and pretty easy to do.
0: Yeah, I love it. And it, and it's so powerful, but earlier, like one of the things that I love, like as witness and knowing you and being friends with you. Is like your ability to be agile, but but there's nothing that gets bogged down or anchored up. There's not these open loops or these things that are are stuck in the past. Like you run six week cycles, you have a validation process for an idea, you keep yep. it all the way down to simple frameworks, and I think it's one of the big principal secrets of being able to go and adjust and go. And then in yeah. the cool down period, yeah, do you guys go and like I'm assuming like all the team like you guys have this cool down period. It's kind of like a reset, stop the sprint. What's there, make Mm. an adjustment. What happens if like you finish your six weeks in Dubai and there were things that were left unsaid, like in the parking lot or undone? Do you move them forward or do you just iterate and reprioritize them based on what you just showed?
1: Yeah, there's no no company-wide list of things we could do at some stage. Got it. If there's something like in my head or if you were on our team in your head, um, like honestly, most of what we learned is is from here just to be super clear. Yeah. I didn't invent this. I just vibed with it. Um, yeah. But you're gonna have a list of like things that you'd like to do uh, that you've got full permission during the cycle to think around, work up, write up. Um, so it goes from like a card to a, a filter, to a, a pitch, which is like a, here's what, you know, a, th- a well thought idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that goes to, uh, during the cool down, one of the things we do is a leadership meeting. Where we'll you know one meeting is we're reviewing, and the next one is where're what next thing, and we read through all of the pictures, and we we decide to bet some time and energy and money and attention on a handful of things. Yeah. Um, it's kind of liberating, honestly, not having the backlog of stuff, because like there's never going to be enough time to do a quarter of the ideas that you have. And so rather than just have this list of all of the things we could slash should do it's like let's just blank slate this if it still matters in six weeks it'll matter and we'll talk about it then but right now i'm not i'm doing this
0: yeah i i have the rule i have the rule with myself like i get ideas i get ideas i get ideas but it's not till i like remember it for like the sixth time that i actually write it down oh that's because i'm up. like if if it's important just because i'm in the sauna and it pops up i don't need to take my phone out and think i'm gonna lose this like oh, bright that's idea oh and so I've I've learned to trust myself to where I'm like, if it's important and I give myself enough as Keith Cunningham calls thinking time, it yeah. will come up again. Isn't
1: that a great book? And it's so the,
0: literally literally oh driving in my car every road trip, it's like my number one listen to of like repeat wow. because I love his narration and the way that he talks and like yeah, man. he's so direct and about it's so it's good. one of the best books. But so I in, I in, in
1: I will dude if I come God. up with a thing. Um, the easiest thing for me to do is just grab one of these. Yep. What's the strategy? How much money do I think it'll make us or save us? Is it, this just says a track convert. like, is it marketing sales delivery or something else? And then this is like, how big of how much work is involved? Like, is it a pebble, which is like a day's work a week, a month or a full cycle? I love that. And then I just like pop it into the box. And then at the end of the call, uh, when it's called time, I have just got a list of cards that I can, nope. Yep. Nope. Nope. Yep.
0: Yep. And like, yeah, it's out and of it's, my head. So yeah. I don't
1: have to obsess. I just know it's there and I'll come back to it if it matters.
0: Totally. And you and I are so alike, like I like some of the methodology. Like I used to try to like implement like the casting method because Andre Chaperone's that, a friend and Andre is. did this incredible breakdown of like idea organization and not linear, but systems based. And I was like, yeah. okay, Andre, you're like one of the most like structured people I know, like we have a call and he sends me digital visual drawn notes of our call like a day later, and I was like, Andre, I love you. I was like, that's not how my brain works. And then I found like get things done. And what I love about get things done, the GTD method is just an inbox where every idea gets dumped in. But what I realized is that I was having a lot of fleeting ideas that wasn't that weren't fully processed. They weren't fully baked. A lot of them were reactions or things. It yeah, didn't yeah. take a mental bandwidth, but didn't take it. And so I was like, what's my number? And that's where I came in. And then I do what you do is I inbox them. And then like once a week Correct. or once a month, I just have thinking time. I'm like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Um, that's great. But it did take me a couple years to throw away the nose and not add them to a parking lot because I had this scarcity of ideas. And I'm like, but if I get rid of Yeah, this, the someday maybe list. It's, I mean, it's, it's the great. The someday maybe list. Yeah, it's, it's great. Honestly,
1: yeah, I mean, it's super great. So have, I mean, have a, like have a place to put them so that you don't have to worry about them. For me, the the place is usually a physical place rather than like a, we use Basecamp as a team to structure stuff. It's amazing. But I can't be logging into some software to tell me what to do with my day. That's just so like, I'm a pen and paper guy. Uh, Can I show you out of all the things in the office, like one of my favorite things? Yeah, please. This one was a gift. So it's like eight times bigger than my other one, but it's just like a, a clock. Oh, yeah. And it just counts down the time and it, it ticks. Oh, so like when you wind that, that becomes the timer. Yeah. It's got a time time. You just go 50 minutes. Now it's timing down. That's incredible. Uh, it's the best. Uh, it's really big. Get the little one. It's perfect. Like that, that size. Anyway, Ed on my team was up a couple of weeks ago and he gave me that as a gift, which is super nice, but like, yeah, like all you need is a pen and a clock. And you're pretty much golden.
0: Yeah. You know what I I love so much about you talking? Like, I I, I obviously, like, I consume, like, the clients on demand week. Like, I went through all of it. Mm. I consume your content because I love it. I'm like, oh, because, like, I geek out. I'm like, oh, look what he's doing. And what about this? And what about this? And, like, I love it. But, like, I love that the way that you answer questions by actually just living what it truly is, like, the simplicity of it, like, You take complicated ideas and things that I watch some of my private clients that make absorbent amounts of money get Mm. stuck on for months at a time. And it's literally solved in a matter of like minutes and minutes and minutes. And what it feels like is that you just have this ever, everlasting protection for momentum. And you realize that the only thing that's going to happen is when it gets done. And that action is like the only way. And I I love it because it's not some scripted thing. You're like, no, here's this. Break this down. Nope. Do this. I want to travel get it done. I want to be agile. Let's simplify it. I want to do this, throw it in the trash. Fuck the digital, put it on my desk. Like yeah, it's this 100%. constant.
1: Get me out of the it's office, like, take me to a coffee yeah. shop. So I wrote a book years ago. Um, turned out to be actually pretty good. Right. So I wrote this book and um, when I was outlining like what the, what the chapters are, I'm like, I've never written a book. I need a framework for like, if I'm going to do it more than once, I'm going to build like a, a framework for it. And uh, so I'm like, all right, well, a, a chapter probably has like, an intro story and three key points, like frustrations and fears and three key points, maybe a model, a case study, a worksheet or whatever, like whatever the pieces are. So I built this worksheet and then my favorite game was go to taco shop or burger shop or coffee shop, order taco burger or coffee. And then before the food arrived, I had to have outlined a chapter. It was just Ah. something magic. It's it's the best. Um, You can just get an amazing lot done when... Like, focus is really hard. And so, like, I I love momentum. I love the feeling of being in flow. I think it's one of the things I got from Sharpen is like this idea of being a momentum based person. And, uh, you know, just like the feeling of of moving is great. And have you ever done like the Colby test or one of those personality profile things? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm like a 10 quick start and a one fact find. So, like, I don't need much information to do stuff. And I'm happy when I'm doing stuff. And by the time most people have like analyzed nine options, I've probably, tried one, didn't work two, didn't work three and landed on four or five. And it's amazing before they've gone, oh, well, maybe I should, let's just make it simple, get some stuff done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You and I, you and I are identical. I was like, I fact find when I do it. That's how I learned. I'm like, no, you're going to know. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's the, well, like what I love too, is like when you're, and, and you so subtly said it earlier, like, oh, and then when we're on like version eight, we give it out and I watch people spend six months, nine months trying to create version one, but Yeah. Version one is whatever one has done today. And then you get real world feedback and iterate. You test it and you iterate. You get it and you iterate.
1: Yeah. So version eight of the weekly client machine is going to add the two things which which feel, and this is a feel thing, like the numbers don't say that it's missing, but I just like, I'm just not loving it. So I'm proud of the results, but I'm not proud of it. It needs more voice and it needs more personality. Mm. Yeah. It needs an opinion and it needs personality. And uh, so version eight's rolling that back in and uh right now the weekly climb machine feels a little bit a little bit too machine for my yeah you know, i just read it and i'm like ah uh, it's it's like a 7 dude Seven's not okay you know what i mean
0: yeah this one feels a little bit robotic we need some human we need some yeah. pink we need some yeah personality you know i i love it i love it yeah. now you know like when when i think about this on paper and I think about like your business, like you talk about, I'm making big business money. I'm making adult money. Like you have a big business. What I also love is like this, this childlike like fun. A
1: That's important for people to understand. I know.
0: I know, but like, I love this like fun and this childlike, like it, it keeps the heart and the soul and the spark in the business where there's a real world impact. There's, you have a lot of people on your team and I love that your decisions are like, Hey, it can affect them. It can yeah. affect their life. It, it has to be supportive of them. But you're also like my number one fucking rule is this gets to be fun. And if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. And no. so I'm curious, like, has it always been about that? Like when you thought about moving and leaving from like, okay, four years, I don't fit in your org chart. And you're like, I'm going to do this do this on my own. Was it guided in like what you wanted it to be or did it take you a while to find out? And like, what is business really for, for you? Like, what's the purpose of business for you?
1: Yeah, I don't think I knew at the time. I like, I knew what it wasn't. I think sometimes the easiest way to figure out what you'd want is to like
0: Inversion theory all day. Yep.
1: So for me, it was like, well, I don't want that. And I don't want this. And I don't want that. I didn't like, I didn't decide to be a coach to business coaches and help them. Like it happened by accident. A guy reached out and he was in real trouble and I helped him and he went from like in his franchise, he went from the bottom to number two in 80, you know, 80 something days. And he told all his friends. And so now I'm, you know, 15 years later or whatever it is now I've got this business. So it wasn't a plan. Um, I've got like a, a little bit of a mantra and like, for me, I, um, I'll answer the, what's it about in a sec, but like, for me, if I can work on projects that excite me with people, I really Mm. love collaborating with or jamming with to help people like care about, or we care about that's, I could do that forever, forever. And so I'm not like, I'm not building something to sell. I love people who do, I'm not trying to exit. Uh, I'm not trying to like get myself out of stuff. I could work on projects that excite me with people I love collaborating with to help, to work with, you know, to serve people we care about for the rest of my life. Um, Someone asked me the other day, hey, Haki, do you ever plan to like retire? I'm like, no, dude, I'm gonna be halfway through one of these things and like die of a heart attack. And like, you'll just see my pen drop down and I'm gonna go. Um, So (laughs) that's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna be halfway through a triangle and I'm gonna. Um, I think figuring out why you run your business like maybe you start with it. Maybe you discover it. I think I discovered it. For me, uh, in my family, we've got this word that three of us have. Me, my mom, and my uncle, Rolf, the designer I told you about before. And it's the word that we just use to describe each other. And it's a life artist. And a life artist is someone who can like squeeze every drop of juice out of every moment. And like mm. life becomes about expression. And so for me, business is is art. But it's an expression. I don't paint or sculpt or draw. I do this. Um, and. Like for ages, I was like, if you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, people would say, so Taki, like, when you think about Taki, what's he great at? Well, his slides look amazing. And his flip charts are so you know, like his models, I'm like, cool. That was my art. But then one day I was like, well, if we could just st- take a step back, like, what if we could art the whole thing? Like the stuff that you see and the stuff that no one will ever see. What if it all was like, whew, like, I'm mm. like, oh, that lights me up. And so for me, this is about expression. Uh, yes, there's definitely a, a service part to it. Um, of course there's a financial part to it um like i like to buy i don't wear shoes but i like to buy shoes you know but like i've got enough shoes now so the money i guess the money like saying the money doesn't matter would be dumb because like the money is a direct reflection of like how many people we get to help but really it's about making cool shit for people like with people i love for people we care about and that's it's art. It's um years ago Remember I told you earlier, my uncle sent me this crate full of all of the tapes. And so I'm listening to, uh, Michael Gerber who wrote the e-myth and he's doing this talk and he he talks about how the best businesses in the world are obsessed. He's like, so at Disneyland, they steam clean the car park every night. They don't have to, but they do because they're obsessed. And he had this throwaway line, dude, he goes, you know, I've traveled all around the world. I've consulted the millions of thousands of businesses. He goes, I've seen, I've seen churches that are run like gas stations. And I've seen gas stations that are run like churches. And I don't know, every now and again, you hear, hear a phrase that like, boom, I'm grabbing that. So I grab that. And so this is the church run like a, like, sorry, this is a gas station run like a church. Um, that's, you know, it's not religious, but it's, it's fucking awesome. That's what we do.
0: I, I you know what? I'm going to be really blunt. I feel so fucking edified just talking to you. Because I was like, "Oh, this is why we get along." I was like, "We might have been born on different continents and separated at birth." I was like, "I'm just like listening to myself articulated yeah. I- better than I can do." I fucking love it. Yeah, I love it. But I will say, like, your drawings and handwriting is so much better than mine. And I was like, I might need to take an art class because my expression is not matching the vision in my head based on well, what comes. That's out the of funny my thing iPad. because,
1: I mean, years ago I was like, "Imagine if," well, we all think ourselves great, so I'm just gonna like just understand that what I'm saying is in my head and it might not be true. But I felt like we have the best stuff in the world and it would be an absolute, it would be a disgrace if our stuff didn't look as good as it really was and people discounted it because of that. So like, we're just obsessed with how stuff looks and feels. There's lots of like tactile tactile stuff. Um, But yeah, it's just an expression. It's like, how do we make this simpler, more usable, more beautiful always? And I think like we've done a good job of that front stage and the last year we've been obsessed with how do we, how do we make the backstage as good as the front stage? Cause you know, um, can I, can I recommend a talk to watch
0: please? Yeah.
1: Um, I've talked about the Basecamp guys like a bunch of times today. Like I'm, I'm obsessed. You know how you said, I'm feeling like edified right now. About four months ago, I interviewed, uh, Jason freed, the founder of Basecamp, for our boardroom group. And, uh, it just, I just left feeling like validated and vindicated and hopeful. Like I'd never felt in my entire life because he was like, oh, that's what I've been thinking and feeling, but I couldn't say. And now like I've seen it, there's another business that's really good that does how I would love to, so I got, yes, that's what we want. Um, so he did a talk, uh, I'll find the link for you and, and you can drop it in the show notes if you like. He did a talk yeah. um, for a group of SaaS founders and the idea I got from it was he says, as like software, you know, software as a service companies, they're really good at building products. And the way we build great products is we listen and we iterate and we listen and we iterate He it goes, but we never think about building the ultimate product, which is the company we build for ourselves that builds the products we sell. And so I'm just kind of obsessed right now with like, how do we, how do we work as much on the, the product that we get to work in for hopefully forever, um, and make that as great as the. anyway i'm just i'm super geeked out about it
0: I, well you know what you know what's crazy is like i you know i've had people make fun of me like i i've had even my wife there was a point where she's like why are you in your room for your event five hours before anybody else gets here and i was like because yeah. i want to touch every chair i want to sit in every spot i want to go feel wow. what they're going to feel when they're sitting in that chair and i'm in the front of the room i want to spray yeah, an essential wow. oil on their seat and and it, it's become this point where my team just laughs because they're like event mode. They're like, what time you want us here? And I was like, you know, they're like, like 30. I'm like, yeah, they're like, what time will you be here? I'm like, you know. And it's like, it's not I even have to set an alarm. Like, I don't even have to set an alarm on those days. Like, I wake up and I feel called to be in the room. And there's this like thing where mm. I was like, I don't want anybody to see the detail that I just did, but I want to know that the detail is done so they feel it. Yes, that's, that's huge. And it's like this level of intention and this level of care. And everyone's like, they're not going to see it. I'm like, that's not the point. It's that I gave the energy to it. And the container that's created feels safe. It feels loving. It feels meticulous. And it allows them to surrender in. So like, I will geek out with you about this all day because even in the back end of businesses, like when I get called from a company, like George, we want to build customer journey. We want to double our business. Like the first thing I do is I find all the inconsistencies and incongruencies in the back end of the company that's being transmuted out to the customer. And they're like, wait, you didn't do anything except change our structure and how we talk and our business increased 20%. Right. And I was like, yeah, because what you do, what you embody, what your team embodies. And what I love is like, how do we make this the thing that we love so that we enjoy doing it? And that's the energy that gets transmuted to our customer. That's what 100%. they get to Dude, feel.
1: That's huge. Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: I could geek out with you about this all day because I, I realized like, you know, like I tell people all the time, I was like, we have the same access to, to models, to, to content, to info. Yeah, We have the same tools in our toolbox. The only difference is who's holding the tool, who's using it, and how do they feel when they use it? Yeah, and those massive. are the, the common denominator. Huge. Everyone wants the secrets. The secret's you. Right, the secret's you. And it's like, cool. Like, I remember, like, I remember making my first million and I was a narcissistic, gaslighting fucking asshole because I was living from trauma. And every time I made it, I'd lose it. And there were, like, people that were affected and hurt. And it felt like Mm. I had to, like, stretch and, like, push. And now it's like yesterday I posted a photo of me and my son and I was like, oh, I don't talk about my wins enough. Let me just show people what I got done today. Oh, I saw that. I was like, who is this man? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then DM, 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 DM. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not celebrating hustle culture. Like I got all this done because I fucking love what I do. Like mm. I was so lit up that it was like in momentum and they're like, Hey, I want to pay you. I was like, well, no, no, slow the roll. Like we got a date first. Like, let's have a mm. conversation. Like what's your business? What's here. And there's this like direct correlated effect that's been in my life is that the more intention I spend on the back, mm. the more magnetic everything becomes on the front.
1: That's huge. And it
0: like, it's just, big, the imp- yeah, the input on the back is, is the byproduct creates guaranteed success on the front. And so we just, nobody even knows this yet. I just renamed the entire mastermind and it is now a brand new model I made called the Relationships Beats Algorithms Mastermind. And it is literally a permutation model of N1 all day, earning the yes. right to get to the inner circle and then the outer circle of customers. And I've put a couple one-on-ones through it, and they're like, "This is fucking insane." And I was like, "What? The simplicity of it, you yeah. know, the clarity, the intention, the discipline of like mm. what it takes to be in it." So, like, you and I could do an entire like we will jam about customer journey and design and All intentionality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in a, in a room because I want you to draw it and me to speak it because then it will be legible for people. Yeah, um, you know, that's that's. By oh, the way, I'm so sorry glad that was, you came
1: on my show today. This has been really great. You've been my best guest so far.
0: Yeah, well you know what it is my show, so there's a point where of fifty-two minutes I went on a six minute rant. So we are good. No, it's
1: so great, man. I'm like I'm loving it. I yeah, I love, yeah. love, love it. I'm like um,
0: listening and listening, and I was like, oh, Taki's about to get me on tilt because he just hit like the passion nerve in amazing. me about like the it's things so that people don't see. So and I think you the know um Go ahead.
1: Yeah, the thing I loved well, one of the things I love is if you do it. Right. And I don't mean like technically right. But if you do it like internally right, it can look pretty effortless. And and I'm not not saying it's not work because it's work. No. But there is nothing more attractive than someone who's comfortable in their own skin expressing what's actually like something smart that's heartfelt. It's kind of a little bit magnetic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I love it. Yeah. I can always tell how aligned I am when I get home based on how quickly my wife comes to me. And I was like, oh. oh, I did good today in business. I did really good. She saw my Instagram and I walked in the door and she was like flirty. I was like, oh, I nailed it. Like I'm aligned oh, today. Really and, then I, and then I come in the door and she's like over on the couch. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, something was out of alignment today. I was like, okay, got it. Internal check. Going to go meditate right now. Let's find an audit. Of Quick, my let me day. post
1: something real fast. Get that love yeah, back.
0: It, but it's, it's, it's really, really insane. And man, like I'll say this to you on the recording, like I just have so much love and respect for what you do and how you do it. And I don't think a lot of people even see what's underneath it. But as somebody who obsesses about what it takes to design Mm. and to create these, like I feel your family, like I feel your love. I feel your connection. I feel your values in every single interaction, whether we're sending a video or I'm watching one of your videos. And I just want
1: to thank you. I want to thank you.
0: Old pink Crocs. Oh yeah. And they're not crocs, by the way. I hate Crocs. They're 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 uh, they're native shoes. They're native shoes. They are Crocs and Converse had a baby. And oh, okay, so cool. I'm, my bad.
1: I apologize. I'd like to retract early in my upset.
0: No, no, no. Well, I have a few friends that have crocs and they tell me like there's off-roading mode where they like, take the strap and flip it down, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're a little <laughs> out of my category right now. Like I'm I'm good with silicone, yeah. but I'm not at the croc level yet. But I just I, I, I mean like I, I just want to thank you, man, because I appreciate the example you are. I appreciate the passion, the heart, the leading from the front. Like everything that I see in the world matches on the back. Everyone I talk yeah. to, like you're just a massive walking beam of light and alignment. And I love how much you breathe into people. And so just in front of my entire podcast, like I just want to say thank you.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah. That's going to do that justice, but yeah, I'm
0: grateful I, no- for you. Yeah, man, of course. And I would love to do this again. Uh, Yeah, 100%. It's it's past my bedtime, uh, and I'm going to drive home, and I'm going to probably listen to uh, The Road Less Stupid because I'm thinking about it now, and I need some Keith Cunningham humor in my life on the way home. Um, But before we go, uh, two two things I want to end with. Uh, Number one is uh, we were talking before, the best place people find you. I am in your Facebook group. I'm going to recommend that everybody here get your ass in Taki's Facebook group, the end. You oh, can I'm get so your hands you and your in feet and your Facebook and your everything. But yeah, don't don't do anything uh, without consent. I don't know if he's into consensual or non-consent, but whatever the game is, that's up for you guys to decide. But his Facebook group, an incredible place. Uh, what's the yep. link, Taki, for them to get into the group? Uh, taki'sgroup.com. And not ta- 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 takey. Is it Takie? that? Be, what do people say? Taki. Just not
1: Taki. It's Taki. Yep.
0: Uh, I had a podcast
1: once, dude, and the hardest part was getting the American voiceover introduction guy. We had this guy with like a chocolate voice. He was so good, but he called me tacky and then Tarky and was like, forget this, I'm not doing the podcast. I just couldn't get my freaking <laughs> announcer to get my name. Right. Uh, dot group.com. Uh, yeah, it's a great squad. I mean, if you're a business coach, it's going to be super useful. If you're a coach, it's going to be useful. If you're not, it's probably not going to be that helpful to be blunt with you. You know? Yeah. You got enough shit going on in your life. You don't need to join a group that's not for you. But if that's you, then it'll be probably pretty damn helpful.
0: Yeah, I love it, and and I recommend it too. So everybody here, like I'm a consumer. Like I have a lot of friends that are actually in Black Belt with Talkie because uh, I yeah. hear about it all the time. Well, Talkie said, I'm like, I know, I you know, I know, I know him too. But thank you, like it's great. Yeah, um, that's why we have such a good relationship because all your clients are my friends, and they're like, yeah, dude, what, a million I know. percent, a million percent. It's great, it's great. So there's one question that I always like to ask. Uh, okay. because it, it's kind of your ability to, to leave a, an indelible mark on people. And so I asked oh, my guests and a I'm asking you with no notice. No, not even prone. It can be simple, bro. It can be simple, okay. but yeah. I like to be able to summarize it down. And so I'm like, just imagine that we met and blacked everybody and they forgot everything that was talked about in this episode and whatever ah. they hear in this moment, is going to be tattooed on their soul. And it's this one thing that you wanted to take away that you want them to remember that you want them to think about what would that tattoo wisdom be?
1: Uh, dude, unless you're a Buddhist, in which case I'm dead wrong. Uh, you get one chance of this. Um, again, if you're a Buddhist, you live a bad life. You come back as a shopping trolley wheel. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, but for the rest (laughs) of us, if you've only got one chance of this, you owe it to your self to fully express like I think that's what life's about really is to is to fully express what's in you both ideas wise and creativity wise and and you know create and I think um dude if you found it do more of it and if you haven't found it just like tap into what you don't like and what you do and just get busy you know just get busy serving like to be honest I think I know there's a really not very concise metaphor. And so if this is tattooed on someone's heart, they're going to have to write it real small, um, yeah, well, I don't know, dude, but, yeah, I, 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 you, oh, you, I you do know,
0: the shit ending. but the truth is you, 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 should not apologize for that. That is, that is profound and powerful, man. That is well, profound well, it's and got powerful Some
1: are in there, somewhere in there for sure.
0: You made it. You thought it, like you made it up and then you made it real. And then now we'll You're figure make out it how recur, to repeat it and, I'm like and a, we'll recur it, right? I'll make it a tweetable. A
1: for the rest of the internet. I'll Thank
0: synthesize you. it down into like a good model for you and I'll send it your way. And I'm like, Taki, this is your tattoo yeah, wisdom hey, model. Can I show you something fun? Yeah, please. I'd love to.
1: I don't know if you can, can you
0: see that board? I, I don't love know if that board. I love that board. I have it right, on the yet, board right now with the mantra:
1: board. "Do work that matters with people we love to help people we really care about." I reckon that. Like, if I could tattoo something on your heart, that'd be that'd be the thing.
0: Yeah, there you go. And just so everybody knows, Taki is the only guy that's tech game makes me jealous because I have a pretty good one, but he's oh. over here four camera setup, e-cam, overhead lap mic. And so, if you are not watching this on video, which by the way, go find the video version yeah, you so should. you can see the beauty that is here, the drawings, the everything else. Uh, it was a blast, Taki, from the yeah, bottom man, this of my heart. Really Thank bland. you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm I grateful. No, I, yeah. thanks for saying yes. Thanks for letting me steal this much time on your schedule. And yeah, I appreciate later. it. So for everybody listening, uh, take this as a very stern recommendation or requirement. You might as well just unsubscribe if you don't listen to because There's no other point for you to be here. Go mm-hmm. to talkiesgroup.com. Join the group, give it a taste, give it a flavor because you might be able to find something you can implement that moment. take a flavor, put it into practice and have it be a part of your life. Taki, have an incredible trip to LA. Uh, I'm going to send you you a taco spot that you have to try when you are in LA. It will change your fucking life. Oh, I mean. Best tacos I've ever had in my life. And caveat, I just finished filming a TV show with Indian motorcycles and we rode from San Francisco to Joshua Tree over seven days and we filmed on the motorcycles and we ate out. And they they told us about the best tacos, the best tacos. And we were like, bullshit, you're out of your fucking mind. There's no way, there's no way. Six of us, I mean, professional athletes, celebrities, everybody who's eating tacos, living in California. The hands down, the best tacos I've ever had in my life. I even shed a tear because I wanted to be right and I was wrong. And oh man. I literally, I literally cannot describe. And for those of you listening to this right now, if you want the taco spot, I will not say it on the show because I promised the person who took me there that I could only directly give it to people who asked. And so shoot me a DM on Instagram. You know how to get a hold of me and say taco spot, and I will hit you with the link, uh, but other than that, Taki, I'm going to open that loop. I will send it to you and uh, that's well,
1: it. I'd like to return the favor and tell you about the best burger shop, the best burger I've ever Where had it? in my life.
0: Where? Uh, Where? What San- state? What country? San Francisco. Okay. Got it. Got it. San Francisco. Do you wanna tell everybody or just tell me?
1: I mean, either way, I had to take- my uh, You son know to what? The children's hospital you know in what? San Francisco and we got back to the hotel late at night and everything was closed. And the concierge said, are you uh, you ready for the best burger you've ever had in your life? I'm like, hell oh, yes, I am. And uh, I've been four times now, at it. it is amazing.
0: You know what? I'll, I'll even double, I'll even double the ante for anybody listening. You want the burger shop? I'll send it to you too. When you ask me about the taco shop, I'll make it really easy for you.
1: Yeah. Customer journey 101.
0: Come to me. You'll get the best taco of your life, the best burger of your life. One's in LA, one's in San Francisco. So you can add it to your calendar and you can. Yeah. And fair warning
1: to get to the best burger shop. You have to walk down a dark alley, past a bunch of homeless people and a dive bar.
0: That's yeah. like the good makings for a good burger. So that's, yeah. that's what it was like. And, then the and to get the, is the best ta- word,
1: that's how you know you're in the right place. And I was like,
0: okay. To get, to get the best tacos, we had to park in a Target parking lot, walk over to the sidewalk, wait in line on a busy street in LA behind 100 people on a oh, weekday night to get these tacos. Definitely. And the queso shelled El Pastor tacos will change oh, your life. So, I've got a feeling we're gonna I'm going to end be on there that. in the next 48 hours. So, I, oh, need oh, that. I know you are because once I send it to you, oh, it's game over. So, stick around, talkie. For everybody else listening, I uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Mind of George show. Remember, relationships will always be the algorithm. So, I will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But now it's time to cue the outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George show.